The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. Hello, hello. It is that day. It is that day for the Employment Law Show, and we are back out of John Scholes here, along with Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner, Samfiru DeMarc, and the most positively reviewed employment law firm, Law Firm in Canada. If you have questions about uh, your employment rights, here's your show again on tonight's uh, five days a week we do this. Actually, six if you count the weekend. If you uh, have been terminated, I don't know, laid off, uh, wrongfully dismissed, Harass at work, human rights issues, changes to your job, you have questions about severance, anything, anything, bring it on over the next half hour. Ready to take the call, 416-870-6400. You can also go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for lots more information. Discover your rights free before even calling Lior and the rest of the uh, rest of the team. Email, here you go, help at employmentlawyer.ca and any time after the show, one 855 821-5900, but uh, yeah, right here and now, 416-870-6400, bring it on, we are ready to go. We are going to get to the show this evening all about an employer's duty to accommodate. What is that all about? We'll tackle it in just a minute here, between that and your phone calls, but we always start off with the uh, the case of the day, pal. What do you got for us? John, always great to be here, great to be back, and uh, you know me, I'm a, I am like summer, and I'm in a good mood oh. during the summer, so I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped. Uh, these days Dude. and uh, that doesn't stop though me from getting a lot of emails a lot of questions there's no slowdown in the in the summer when it comes to workplace issues and over the past few weeks maybe it's a sign of things to come or not but I've been speaking with more and more people that are losing their jobs you know we hear a lot about uh, demand for for employees but I've been speaking with a lot of people that have lost their jobs for various reasons and Believe it or not, John, we've always talked about how bad severance packages tend to be. Well, what I've been seeing recently, severance packages being worse than ever. So that much more important, more important than it always is. If you lost your job to give me a call, you'll have a chat because I can almost guarantee you whatever you're staring at in that severance letter is nowhere near what you are legally owed. And you can start right now by calling us on the show. Let's have a chat. Let's make sure that you have your questions answered. And maybe if you're going to work tomorrow you feel better, you know what to do, you know what to say if something happened today. So it starts by picking up the phone. There's no bad questions. There's no questions that are off limits. So let's have that chat. Of course, second option, you know it. You can always reach out to me in the office by phone or email to have a private discussion and uh, we'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But we talked about summer. So let me tell you about the case of the day. And this is something that uh, every summer uh, happens and I see a lot of. So I spoke with a, a, well, I got a call from a a father um, whose son, who's a teenager, uh, got a job for the summer. Uh, He was going to work July and August. And uh, literally on his first day, he was supposed to go to work on the the Monday, got a call in the morning before he was leaving the house saying something came up, unfortunately, I don't know, our funding changed and we're not going to be able to have you work for us. Sorry about that and uh, wish you all the best. So the dad, on behalf of his son, called me and wanted to know, what does this mean? And can they do this? And is his son owed anything? So here's the thing about this. And this happens very often uh, in in these situations is if you, in fact, accepted a job for a fixed term, in this case, it's for the summer, two months over the summer, and that contract, that job ends before 
the end of the summer, the employer still has to pay the full contract. So this situation, this this young young kid, young gentleman never actually worked, right? Because he was let go before he even showed up the first day. He is still owed the balance of the contract. He's owed for two months. Mm-hmm. So this applies even if you accept the job and never start working. And it certainly applies over the summer. So many people have summer jobs. You know, you work June to August, July to September, whatever it is. If you are let go before the end of that contract, you're generally owed the balance of this contract. So you may think, well, you know, I was let go after a month. What does that mean? They probably don't owe me anything. Well, no, they may owe you another month's pay or two months pay, however long you still have left over on that contract. So remember that for any fixed term contract, not just over the summer, but I'm mentioning now because very often we have, you know, young individuals, high school, university students, et cetera, that have fixed term contract. If that contract ends early, you have to get paid the balance of the contract. 416-870-6400. Lines are quiet. That means they're wide open and ready for you and your questions live here. So bring them on. Going to move on to the uh, the topic of the uh, of the evening, Lior, of course, all about employers' duty to accommodate. We've uh, we've talked about this term before, and maybe you've tuned in, maybe you haven't. You're not sure exactly what it means. We're going to get down to uh, the nitty-gritty. Uh, biggest question off the top, obviously, what is the duty to accommodate? What does that mean? So when it comes to employment law, the the duty to accommodate means the obligation that an employer has to support an employee, to help an employee uh, in certain situations. So, for example, in a situation where an employee has limitations, physical limitations, medical limitation, an employer has to support that employee to help to assist them by providing modified duties, modified hours. Uh, That's what we call the duty to accommodate. And the duty to accommodate comes from our human rights uh, laws. So in Ontario, we have the Human Rights Code that, that provides a number of things. It says you can't be discriminated against, uh, you can't be mistreated based on your age, your race, or your ethnicity, etc. But it also says that in some situations, the employer has to accommodate you. So when it comes to a job, that means you may have to change your job, change your hours, uh, change your place of work if there is a real need that is triggered by human rights laws. And that duty to accommodate, I want to ask to be very clear, is one of the most important obligations that an employer has. It's not one of those nice things or <laughs> you, know, you really should have. No, it's a very strict obligation. There's very little wiggle room here. And an employer that doesn't meet the duty to accommodate, and we'll talk more about what that is exactly, mm-hmm. is going to have to pay some, some stiff fines and and it's not going to be something that they can get away with. Who has the right to be accommodated? So generally, anytime you have a need that's uh, that's tied to human rights, you have the duty to or the right to be accommodated. So the most common form of accommodation has to be with uh, with medical issues. So if you have sure. a disability or a serious medical condition that requires your employer to give you modified duties, well, that giving of modified duties is a form of accommodation. Or maybe if your doctor says to be accommodated, you need to be allowed to work from home. Well, allowing you to work from home is the duty to accommodate. So usually we see a duty to accommodate tied to medical conditions. So if your employer doesn't accommodate you in that situation, doesn't give you those modified duties, modified hours, etc., that's a breach of human rights laws. But it's not just when it comes to medical issues. Another form of uh, duty to accommodate happens 
if you're uh, if you have some family care needs if you have a child that you need to care for and the only way you can do that is by by your employer allowing you to come in uh, late or leave early then allowing you to do that is an obligation they have under the duty to accommodate maybe because of your religion you have to be uh, at a church service uh, at a certain time to allow you some flexibility at work to go to church during that time is part of the duty to accommodate because you can't be uh, mistreated if it's for religious reasons. So those are some examples of the duty to accommodate. And as I said before, John, that's a strict legal obligation that the employer has. Again, 416-870-6400. Lines are open, ready to talk to you live here with the remaining time of the show. When is an employee not entitled to accommodation? The other side. So it's not every time you need some help from your employer that they have this duty to accommodate. So it has to be tied to something like a disability, uh, a medical uh, condition, religion, family responsibility. If it's simply a matter of, well, uh, I don't I don't like this job. I want to do this other job. Well, no, that's not the duty to accommodate. If it's, uh, you know, uh, I am a very big uh, baseball player, so I need to be able to leave early every day in the summer so I can play softball, uh, uh, you know, make make the league, uh, you know, on time. Well, no, there's no duty to accommodate there. So usually it has to be tied to something related to human rights, you know, religion, medical reasons, family responsibilities. Anything outside of that is up to the employer to decide if they're going to do something for you or not. When it comes to human rights, there's no choice. Is there, is there like a threshold? Like, I mean, how far does an employer have to go to accommodate week and the, they can finally say, all right, easy, easy, enough is enough? So, yeah, a lot of employers are going to say, well, wait a second. How far do we have to go? If the, the accommodation yep. requires us to, you know, build ramps and a, a new building for this employee and it's going to cost us $100,000, do we have to do that? Well, the answer is no, right? They don't have to go that far. So what the law says is you have to accommodate to the point of undue hardship. What that means is if it becomes too difficult, too hard or too expensive, then you may not have to go that far. The question always is what's considered too much, too hard. A lot of times employers say, no, no, that's just going to be too hard for us. We don't want to go that far when it's really not that hard. So we have to look at every situation on its own. I'll say this, John, a big company with a lot of resources and a lot of manpower it's going to be very difficult for that company to say that's too hard as opposed to a tiny mom and pop shop with one or two employees where for them, they just may not have the flexibility to do certain things. But I've seen many cases where the employer says we don't have to go that far when in fact they do. And if they don't do what they're supposed to, that's a human rights violation. Well, yeah, I mean, you said it right there when they don't do what they're supposed to. So is there any signs? Like, I mean, how can an employee know if the employer can provide accommodation and they're just going, I don't want to. Well, you want to always consider the, the, the first of all, you, you may always know, you know, can your employer do this? Oftentimes I ask an employee, you need this accommodation. In your view, can your employer actually do this? Because as an employee, you'll, you'll know what your company's functions are, what their ability to do uh, is, uh, you know, what options are available. You'll know that, right? So if you say, yeah, there's no reason they can't put me in this position and they say, right. no, we don't. Well, that's a, probably a, a human rights violation. Again, the size of the company matters. The bigger the company, the more sophisticated the company, the more is going to be expected of them. If they're simply decided they can't accommodate without even talking to you and exploring options and seeing if there's alternatives, 
it's probably because they just don't want to. So bottom line is this. If you think the company is not trying hard enough, in my experience, usually that's exactly what's happening. It is time to call in. We're going to take a short break. I want to get to the calls right afterwards. Helen, Jay, stand by, guys. You are coming up on air for you. It's easy as well. 416-870-6400. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And I want to mention as well, anytime the show is not on, you need help, you need information, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Within that is the Severance Bay Calculator. We'll go back to the Thursday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. It is 646. Yeah, welcome back. Thursday night edition. Lior Sanfiru here, of course, co-founding partner, Sanfiru to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in this country. Reaching out to Lior and the team, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But we always get to the phone calls first. Helen, thank you for standing by. What is your question? Hi, I just wanted to kind of double check. I was constructively dismissed five and a half years ago after working as a senior manager slash director for a company um, after 12 years. Um, they obviously clearly wanted to get rid of me. I started a legal action, but before I did, I called the Human Rights Commission and told them that I had a couple of human rights potential violations, and they didn't really give much much uh, credence to that for whatever reason. Um, and so I went ahead with the lawsuit. We settled at mediation. My question is, after mediation is settled, is there any way to go back into a potential human rights violation issue? Uh, no, uh, Helen, absolutely not. Number one, you settled the case, so you, you, you would have signed a release saying you you, you, you're done and there's no other claims against the company. That's number one. And number two, there would be for human rights a one-year limitation period. And I think you've said it's been five years plus. So, no, either way, uh, this is kind of long gone and, and, and there's nothing that you can do here, unfortunately. I wish we could have spoken uh, earlier, but at this point, there's nothing that can be done. Appreciate the time. Helen, you have time as well. 416-870-6400 to call in. Uh, Jay, thanks for standing by. What's your question? Uh, hey, uh you're a big fan of the show. Um, Thanks, man. Thank you. Question is, uh, so I was working with a construction company. who was there for a year and a quarter. Uh, we had an open bar Christmas party uh, with no limits or restrictions onto it. Uh, I know. After, <laughs> after leaving the after leaving the the party area and you know hugging everybody in the parking lot, saying goodnight, um, one of the office staff apparently felt uncomfortable, but no comment was made. Um, three days later, I had a meeting with the owner. Um, we sat down, he said an investigation would be made and I was let go that same day. Am I entitled to anything here or where, how do I take course of action here? Okay. So was any severance uh, offered or paid? No, nothing. And is it because from your perspective, because uh, someone said they were uncomfortable with what happened at the party? Yeah, it was, I was just, as we were leaving the party, I was just hugging everybody. Good night. You know, great to see everybody. And I, it was just one 
one of the office staff that I, you know, was, wasn't very familiar with just saying goodbye, being friendly, um, obviously had a few drinks and yeah. Well, first of all, the, 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 at a minimum, they would have had an obligation to investigate this by number one, talking to you, other people and seeing what happened, you know, giving someone a, a hug goodbye in and of itself, you know, uh, unless someone says to you, you know, don't touch me is not going to be an issue. So, uh, so the devil's in the details, but certainly they would have had an obligation to investigate. If the facts are, as you've just told me, they're, they're allowed to let you go, but they have to pay you. So you've been there for a year and a, and, and a quarter. What were you doing there? Uh, I was a carpenter. Carpenter, okay. And uh, how old are you, Jay? Uh, 29. So you'd probably be looking at about three months' pay. That's what they would owe you. So uh, obviously they haven't paid you. And when was this? How long ago? Uh, I, uh, December of this year. That just passed. Okay. Okay. So you're well within your time to do something about this. So what I want you to, to do, Jay, is I want you to, to reach out to me. I want to have a chat more about the facts, what happened, what they say happened. I want to take a look at the letter of termination if there is one. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, I mean, severance for you is going to be right that's around nothing. three months pay. What's that? Never. Never got a letter of termination. Nothing was okay. said. That's fine. And that, that's another thing that's going to be in your favor here, frankly. So uh, so I want you to, to reach out to me because, yeah, it certainly sounds – again, I'm only going based on what you've just told me that yeah. this would be a, a very strong case for wrongful dismissal. And that's about three months' pay that you'd be owed. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it, pal. And here is that number to reach out and carry uh, carry on, one 821 5900 and help at Employment Lawyer. Still got a few minutes. If you have any questions as well, 416-870-6400. In between that, getting back to our topic of the uh, of the afternoon, that is all about employers' duty to accommodate. Can an employer, or should they, or have they, just terminated somebody because uh, they needed accommodation? Figured, eh, whatever. So, so John, before I even chat about that, just something yeah. that, that Jay was saying. So Jay was saying that he's a you know fan of the show, and you know I appreciate that, of course. But this happened in December. Right. So I'm thinking, Jay. Christmas. I mean, if, if, yeah, no, but I'm saying, Jay, if you're a fan of the show and you kind of know what we're talking <laughs> about, then why are you calling us in, in, in July? I mean, my point is, and this is not about Jay, but a lot of times people really are, are afraid to pick up the phone. They're yeah. worried about it. Don't be, okay? Your rights are what they are. And oftentimes, it's much easier to deal with your matters if you, we deal with them quickly. Time is not on your side here often. So uh, it's not even about limitation period. It's just easier to resolve matters if we address them quickly. So if you're, you know, if you're hearing something that triggers a question, an issue that you're dealing with, don't sit on it. Don't wait yeah. on it. Let's talk now, okay? And and it's better to talk now than to talk six months from now. Certainly, also mem- your memory may be better now and could be more helpful. So uh, waiting is just not a good thing. Even taking contemporaneous notes when it happens, right? Like just so, so yeah. because, like you said, if your memory's a little foggy six months later, lots have happened since. You can go back to your own and say, oh, yeah, it was this, it was this, it was exactly. this, right? Exactly. I'd much yeah. rather talk to Jay 48 hours after this thing happened mm-hmm. than six months after it happened. You know what right. I mean? Like his yeah. memory is going to be better and, and, and it's going to be just much easier for us to kind of attack the situation. So, uh, you know, if I, I've spoken with many people that's like, yeah, I've been listening to your show for the last two years. I was let go a year and a half ago. Well, okay, well, then why are you not calling me sooner? Mm-hmm. It's in your interest for you to call me sooner so we can get this resolved faster and on better terms. So yeah. I, I'll say that. But you were asking me if, if uh, someone can be let go because they, they need or they want to accommodate. Yeah. And 
The answer is an, a resounding no. Absolutely not. You cannot be let go if you are uh, if you're sick and need accommodation. If you have some family responsibilities that you need accommodation, or, or even if you're not sure if you need accommodation, but you're asking the question, you cannot be let go because of that. And and I have seen this, John. Employers saying, "Wow, this person is making all kinds of demands. They're kind of the the squeaky wheel. We don't like that, so we're going to let them go." That's illegal. That's a human rights violation of of the the most serious magnitude, frankly. Wow. And an employer that does that is not just going to have to pay severance. We know that, of course. They're going to have to pay other damages for breach of the human rights code. Those could be substantial. In some situations, they may even have to reinstate the employee with back pay and still pay uh, all kinds of damages as well. So it's a very bad move for an employer to – to, first of all, it's a bad move to refuse to accommodate. That's bad enough. That's illegal enough. But then to go the extra mile and to punish someone, to let someone go because they they tried to get that accommodation from you, that is completely illegal. And if you're ever in that situation, I'm sorry that, that that's happened to you, but know that the law is on your side and an employer simply can't get away with that. So what are the first steps? I mean, if you're an employee and say the employer, maybe either they let you go, as you said, or they just the, the accommodation isn't adequate. They haven't gone far enough to do what you needed. So obviously, if you've been let go, there's nothing to do other than to call me. And then we sit yeah. down and we talk and we, uh, of course, uh, we figure it out and we make sure you get what you're owed. But if it's a situation where the employer is not necessarily accommodating or they're not accommodating all the way, it's not good enough. I want you to always to, to, to give your employer the opportunity to fix that issue and to do so in writing. Employer, uh, I appreciate the fact that you're trying to accommodate, but... It's not what my doctor said. Here's what my doctor said that I need. Put that in writing. Or yes, employer, I understand that uh, uh, you, you said that you can't accommodate my childcare needs, but I'm asking you to, to reconsider that because I have to be home by five o'clock every day. Put that in writing. Give your employer that opportunity to, to understand that, that it's a serious thing, that it's something that you're insisting on. If it's still at that point, you don't get anywhere. They're not budging. They're, they're breaching their duty to accommodate. That's when you pick up the phone and call me because guess what? If you just want your employer to accommodate you, once they hear from me, yeah. I can't tell you how many times that does it. Sure, yeah, of course. It was just a big misunderstanding. <laughs> we'll accommodate right away. Uh, not, not a problem. Yeah. Or you may say, you know what? I don't want to work for this employer anymore because they're not uh, treating me properly. Well, we can do that as well. You, we can get you out of there with compensation. So try to work with your employer. If you don't go, get anywhere then let me do that. Uh, I'll get a much, much uh, different response. Let's get an email in there before we uh, wrap up for the day. Stan, again, it's help at employmentlawyer.ca. Stan says, hey, guys, my employer mentioned to me that no one has worked at the company that is older than 65 because the benefits plan won't cover them. I'm 63. Do I have to retire when I'm 65? So that is correct that there there are benefit plans that would only cover you till 65. And Despite the fact that that sounds wrong, it's not illegal for various reasons I don't even need to get into. It's okay for an insurer to say this only covers you till 65. Uh, that's in itself is not illegal. But the fact that you may not have benefits or, or that particular benefit plan does not mean you have to retire. Not at all. You can continue working till whatever age you want. You cannot be told to retire. You cannot be threatened to retire or, be, or being told that you've retired. There's no such thing as mandatory retirement anymore, so you can work as long as you want to. And if you find that your employer is pushing you to retire, uh, deciding that you're retired, 
That's a human rights violation. That's a wrongful dismissal. You name it. And it has nothing to do with the terms of the benefits plan. Yeah, mandatory retirement has been around for some time, has it? 10, 12 years at least, right? Yeah, actually, I think it's it's going on about 16 or 17 now wow. here in Ontario. So, and, and it used to be the case that if your employer can tell you, even on day one when you start a job, that just so you know, you're going to be gone at 65. And that would have hmm. been perfectly legal. That's yeah. changed. No longer the case, John. We are done for the day. Reaching out now, do so. one 821 5900 to reach and his team anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the website. And uh, to go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, that is free and anonymous. Tons of information there as well. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you on the weekend. Until then, that's it for the Employment Law Show. Have a great night. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.